Welcome to episode 88, Straight Up Chats with my guest Mark Terrell. Hey good people, Paul here. Welcome to the show. I'm interviewing influencers, best-selling authors, academics, subject matter experts, and advocates of mental wellness, physical health, and financial wealth, all to help you lead a more positive and fulfilled life, all to give you strategies and tips to add to your life's tool belt, as it were. Are you ever a bit demotivated? Do you ever wake up in the morning and think to yourself, man, I could just stay in bed all day? What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? What motivates you? Do you know what your motivations are in life? Is it money? Is it fame? Is it freedom? Is it time for family? What is your motivations? Your own personal values, which I've talked about a little bit on this show, and I'll be doing a bonus episode on very soon. The decisions you make in your life, the decisions you make with your work, relationships, and so on, should always align with your personal values. In between your personal values and the decisions you make in your life is motivation. So if you know what motivates you, you're able to make more relevant decisions that are going to serve you better. My guest today is Mark Terrell. He is a motivational mindset expert. He has a particular formula called motivational mapping, which helps you understand better what your motivations are. Uh, specifically, there's nine motivations that we live by, and we get into some of them today. Mark was kind enough to give me one of his motivational mapping questionnaires, so in the second half of the interview, we run through my motivations. What is it that drives me to do what I do in my life? So that was really interesting. Stick around to the second half of the interview for that. Mark has spent 30 years working for his family business. He went right from being at the front line, potato packing in that business to managing the whole business as it grew into a multi-million pound enterprise. After that business was sold, he had a bit of time on his hands, decided that he was going to seek other opportunities, and he's now coaching business to business. He helps individuals and businesses understand their motivations, and he's just launching a new product called The Reluctant Leader, helping people who are in positions of management and perhaps a bit reluctant to be leaders, and he helps them through coaching to become more liberated as leaders. We talk about that a little bit in the show. Let's jump into my conversation now with Mark Terrell on motivations. Welcome to the show. The first question I want to ask you, Mark, is maybe if you could tell us about your family business. You started with potato packing. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, all those days, uh, years ago, yes, packing potatoes in the back room for our fruit and veg uh, department, yeah. I joined our family business uh, straight from school, and to say it was um, not all my choice is an understatement, really. I was in a bit of a dilemma. I quite academic. I had some, had some fairly good, at the time, what we had at the time is O-levels. That's the way we were measured. And I was being encouraged to go on and do A-levels, which is the next step up in the UK, um, by my teachers. But my dad had other ideas. He started this retail business uh, about 18 months previous. And it was starting to get busier and busier, and he needed help. And um, obviously, I was the ideal person, saw that I was coming up to the, the age when I can leave school. He earmarked me as the next person that was going to join the business with him, my mum, and my older brother that was already uh, running the business at the time. So I was sort of um, coaxed into the business. I had a, a, a tricky time deciding what to do. 
but I came down and, on the side of my dad's way of thinking. Yeah, so the, the rest is history. And so you're involved in leadership, and what kind of leader was your father? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. My dad was one of those my way or the highway sort of people that um, once he had something in his head, that was the way he was going to do it. It took a lot of persuasion from me and my brothers if we needed to do something different or we, see, or we saw that something else needed to happen. So, for instance, I, I was, I've always been into technology. I did um, computer studies at school. And I wanted to use that sort of knowledge I had to bring that into the business. Um, at the time, there was pretty much nothing technology-wise in the business apart from just the, you know, a standard till that we were using, which is just a dumb terminal as such. Um, so my biggest challenge was to introduce the scanning and EPOS systems that, you know, we, we all know that they sort of basically run businesses these days. But at the time, there was new technology. So I had to persuade my dad that it was the right thing to do. And I had came up against, well, we've got this file without it. Why do we need it now? It's a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. Nothing's proven. You know, who'd, how do we know that this is the right thing to do? And that was the first time I really sort of stood up and said, well, I think it's the thing that we, we need to do it. And there wasn't too many independent retailers that were using the technology at the time. But I saw the ones that were, were the ones that really were moving forward and the ones that were innovating. So I've always been that sort of way inclined, looking for innovations wherever possible. And that was one of my first successes, I, I think. We, we brought that into the business and it really transformed the way we worked. Do you think he taught you about motivation? Was there something you took away from his quote-unquote leadership about motivating, being motivated? He was a very driven person. He, he got on and just got stuff done. Uh, and I admired him for that. He came up against lots of obstacles, one being, well, he actually started an extension to one of our stores without funding from the banks, um, assuming that his existing bank would give him the money he wanted. Uh, and when he went to see the bank manager, he basically said no. Um, so, but he didn't, um, you know, obviously give up. So he, he just went to another bank and got it sorted and, um, you know, everything carried on. So he was that sort of person he sort of just if you want to do something just got on and got it done it's so typical of an entrepreneur isn't it that it's not about having problems it's finding solutions yes and and it's interesting um we talk an awful lot about having a vision these days and i uh, sadly my dad's not around to talk about it now but he clearly had a vision he talked about he wanted to create something for us um his boys which uh, me and my two brothers so that we had something um whether it's you know a, a well, work or whether it's something that you want for us to carry on. But he 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 did have a vision. He didn't really share it that much, but he just obviously saw that he wanted to do something, and, and just just went went for it. Day in day day out, he 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 moved towards what he wanted to create. And you went on to grow that business. Yes. Um, so as the, the thing, the way things developed was that you know we talked about him being entrepreneurial and looking for opportunities. What um, came about quite soon after I joined was the video rental boom the good old days when we couldn't um, stream anything we had to go to a shop and hire a video of VHS I miss those days. tape uh, <laughs> it is uh, yes it's they're quite quaint when you come across them you think ah oh, those are the days when you just put the tape in the uh, recorder so he he saw the opportunity there and got on board again early doors it was a very early days when it started to kick off and he started to get into it in a big way 
and he opened standalone stores, um, introduced them into our two convenience stores, and also then started supplying other people with videos on a sort of monthly rental basis. So he, he, he was very good at using or seeing the potential of something uh, and, and maximizing the return on it. So I forget what the original question was actually, but oh, about growing you uh, growing the business. Yeah. So um, so when he yes, so that was the reason. So he so gradually moved away from our retail business and spent more and more of his time on that um, that business and left me and my other brother to run our two stores. And yes, we we continued to grow uh, and we put that down to the fact that we continue to innovate, bring new things in, be one the first stores to bring new products, new services, and those sort of things in, and that kept us moving forward. And and that's the key. It's it's about not staying the same, but adapting as as um, you know demand appears. You took me back then to telling me that story, Mark, because I just had a vision of going into our local spa in the UK. You know, it was a spa shop, That's right, yeah. convenience store, and they always had the video store at the back. And uh, yeah, 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 I remember that. That was that took me back. And the guy who used to drive around in a van with his videos. Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's amazing, isn't it? What we used to, you know, what to have, and and you reminisce about these things and. It's nice to be able to just you know click a button and it and it, and it appears on your screen and that. But there's something sort of um, it's quite quaint about actually say you know let's go to the video shop and choose a video together and bring it home and hope it works. Because sometimes <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> That's right. So you referred to the term the reluctant leader in your bio, and um, I'm I'm curious what is the reluctant leader? Can you explain that to us? Okay, so the reason why I've developed this uh, idea around reluctant leader is that it's because it's where I I got stuck within our business. I got to a point where um, I'd taken over most of the responsibility of the business. And the reason why I got there was, I think, partly because I was, as I explained, that person that was innovating. So I was sort of taking charge and say, well, I think we should do this and bring this in and being a bit more creative to make sure that the business the business didn't stagnate i was probably probably showing signs that i wanted to be in charge but actually from what i know about motivation now it was it's it's the, the least thing i want it's the thing that i don't want i don't want to have influence over others i don't want to have uh, responsibility for uh, assets and and those sort of things i i want to be part of something rather than in charge and making all the decisions and it was a it's a key learning looking back i know we're going to talk a bit more about motivation and motivational maps a bit later but i did a a, a paper version of motivational maps all i don't know 15 years ago before it actually became what it is today and i didn't take notice the thing is it was just a you know a document and i didn't really think well what does this actually mean to me i sort of poo-pooed it so yeah 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 okay well it's just well whatever and i didn't really actually make conscious decisions based on it and if i had i'm sure obviously things would have been different and i think maybe i wouldn't have allowed myself to get stuck in a place where i didn't want to be so motivation i mean it is an interesting term motivation because it can mean everything to someone's performance or someone's as you say someone's decision making and in the direction they go the path they take and it doesn't sometimes when it comes to motivation if it doesn't matter how good somebody is at something, how skilled they are. If they're not motivated, it's sort of 
pointless. So what mm. do you find are some of the most common motivators in people? And that is one of the common things that cause a problem in that if you're good at something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're motivated by it. And people get confused with that. And when I talk to business coaching people that are setting up a business, it's making sure that they're setting up something that actually motivates them and not particularly, not necessarily something that they're good at. And, and it's a strange concept for a lot of people, you know, just because they have a skill, they hang, hang on to that skill because, well, you know, I can't, can't not use that going forward. So it's important to, to make sure that motivation, what you're doing is actually motivates you rather than just the thing that you're good at. So when we talk about what motivation is, there are lots of things that motivate us. And if we talk about what actually what the word motivation actually means, motivation is is two words to combine, and that's motive and action. So the stronger the motive, the more likely we are to take action and vice versa. So if there is little motive, we are not likely to take action around it. And when we talk about motivation in those terms, we then need to think about, well, what is motivation? And another thing I mentioned quite a lot is, is is not to get motivation and inspiration confused because I'm sure you and a lot of the listeners would have heard what 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 are described as motivational speakers. But I think personally that actually what they should be talking about is more inspirational leaders because motivation comes from within uh, and you can't really change what's within us, what drives us. You can inspire us. But um, I question whether you can actually motivate somebody. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that's the key uh, thing that I've, I've learned um, with all my work around motivation. And then also then what are the key things that motivate people? And those are things like freedom, opportunity to, to be creative, money sometimes. I mustn't forget money. But as we know, most people think people are motivated by money, but it's only one of nine key motivations at work. It's the easiest one for people to think that they're going to get results from, but quite often it's not the right thing. Uh, and if you're reward, only rewarding people with money, then you're really missing eight other things that can actually motivate people. And those eight things don't necessarily cost money. If someone lacks motivation, and I'm thinking of that sort of morose teenager type motivation, is it something you can grow in someone? Is it something you can sort of nurture like a house plant i think you can i think the key thing is that once you there's a saying what what gets measured gets done and if you can measure something if you can say well now i know what the measure is now then and, and know more about it then you can actually then make more decisions around it so once you know what it is you want and that's the trick isn't it when you ask someone what motivates you then basically they'll say things like uh, paying the mortgage, having a holiday and all those sort of things. Uh, and, and they are, you know, they're relevant and they are motivational in their own, in their own way. But what, what comes later on is that once we have got certain things that um, are fulfilled, what becomes more important is actually things that give us more growth. Uh, and we can talk a bit more about that. It's more about where we're going. Uh, and and fulfilling those things as opposed to the things that are already here yeah that's a good point because if i'm motivated to pay my mortgage or go on holiday there must be an actual an actual real motivation underneath that such as freedom 
Indeed. Yeah, because ultimately, yes, that is if we if we drill down, uh, that's what it gives us. If we don't have to pay a mortgage anymore, then we are gaining. Yes, we don't have to pay it. But more importantly, we're free from the the, the burden of that debt. As you say, that's that's the thing that really drives us so that we gain that freedom to do things with the money that we'd really want to do rather than just give to give it to the bank. You're listening to Straight Up Chats, the Man Bits podcast. This is a good opportunity. I'm going to take us through into the quick fire round called the middle bits, Mark. Are you prepared? Are you prepared and ready for that? I, I think I'm prepared. Uh, time will tell. What's the... What's your number one tip for a fulfilled life? My number one tip would be to take responsibility. If you take your own responsibility for things yourself and not expect of others, then I think you're bound to get a better result. I'm really interested in coaching and mentoring and I coach people. And I think it's hugely important to have some form of mentor or coach to get you to a place you want to be. If you have a goal better to learn from someone who's done it before or get the guidance and accountability right so is there is there someone who's coached and mentored you along the way or someone you could speak of that has helped you along the journey um yeah there's there's been a few people but i'm going to mention a a guy who i've lent on quite a bit during some um, difficult times um and also uh, because of my connection to a product i use um is still influential and that guy is a name a, a guy called james sale he's the creator of motivational maps and before he did that he was a coach trainer and mentor i still are closely connected with him for many reasons but he helped me th- through lots of um challenges work-wise and personal uh and um I, I'm, I'm always going to be grateful for that is there a lesson you've learned out of school that isn't really taught in school? I think the biggest lesson is to seek help whenever you need it. And there is help anywhere, everywhere. It's just finding the right person at the right time. And we're lucky now. We've got um, the internet uh, and um, we can find things quite easily by just a few taps of the keys into Google. You know, what you're looking for, I need help with blah, blah, blah can bring up so many opportunities to learn and help you through things now. You know, even like TEDx talks, I mean, they're, they're really, really great. I've, I've, I've put out a, a post, actually, I use LinkedIn quite a lot, and um, just put a post out to say, look, next time you're drawn to maybe just look and stare at the TV and watch the news, which, um, which tends to be bad news, doesn't it? Don't do that. Just go to TED Talk and look for something that really interests you and, and inspires you. Do that instead. And they're only 20 minutes. Everyone's got 20 minutes to, that they can take 20 minutes to drink a cup of tea. So make a cup of tea, watch a TED talk. That's far, far more useful, I think, than uh, than listening to whatever um, news is going on in the world, which, you know, a majority of it is beyond our control. Uh, and most of it we don't really need to know. I'd also argue that Watching a TED Talk would probably teach someone more about the world than they'll ever learn on the news because the news tends to be slanted in the direction of whoever's creating the news. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's, not, and that's the key. You've got to remember that. And you, who, who is actually putting that news out and why are they doing it? Is there one word you could choose which would be a word that would set your intention for the next 12 months? 
There is. I've, I've sort of cheated on this word because it's more it's more than one word, but it's one word that actually most people will know what it means, and that's Nike. You know, and it's what they what they stand for and what they say. You know, just do it. I, I think we're all guilty of waiting for the perfect moment, but there's never a perfect moment. And if there's something that's burning inside you that you need to do, then find a way to start. And nothing's ever perfect from day one. You've got to start somewhere and go for it. See what happens. Start that journey and see where it takes you. You know, what I'd really love to do for the second half, Mark, is go through the results of my motivational map. First of all, maybe we should sort of briefly talk about what is a motivational map. But when we first connected, you uh, kindly gave me the access to do my own assessment on motivational maps, which gave me a lot of insight into myself. So we're going to run through the uh, some of the results of that today and learn a bit more about um, the nine common motivators. So maybe start off with just kicking off with, uh, yeah, what are the motivational maps? What's it about? A motivational map is uh, an online diagnostic tool. It's not, it's not a psychometric, it's, so it's measuring something that is happening at the moment. But the important thing about motivational maps is, as, it, as we're measuring motivation, mot- motivations change over time. So motivational maps are, are useful because it just gives us a snapshot of where we are and where we want to go. Um, So it's not something we just do once. It's something that we check in with now and again. So what's changed? It takes about 15 minutes to complete. Um, I mentioned earlier about the nine motivations to work. There are, we're all a combination of these nine motivations. The key thing is to know which ones are the strongest at the moment, which ones are the things that are driving you, what, which ones are the things that get you out of bed in the morning. There's a, a quote we use within the motivational maps community is we don't get out of bed in the morning for our personality. We get out of bed in the morning for our motivations. So if you're clear on what motivates you and if you consciously look for opportunities to fulfill those motivations, you tend to feed the energy that and, and that's what, all, what motivation is. It's an energy. Uh, and when we're lacking motivation, we're lacking energy. But when we are motivated, we're energized. It was really interesting to get these kind of results here. So, um, yeah, let's maybe have a look into it. Okay, cool. I had a quick look at your results and I noticed at the time you completed the things that were driving you are the top three were the builder, uh, the searcher and the spirit. So these were the thing, the most strongest drivers. So builder is the uh, the driver for money and material satisfaction. Uh, the searcher is the the driver for meaning and making a difference. And spirit is the motivation for freedom and autonomy. So what you want is to, you're looking for opportunity to be rewarded financially or materially, um, make a difference and do something that you feel worthwhile, but also also do it in your way. So you have freedom, uh, autonomy, around the way that you do things does that resonate with you if i'd have done this maybe just over a year ago it probably would have been very different and or probably maybe two years ago because my focus for 2018 and 2019 was growth to to grow business to grow the podcast uh, to grow my partner pascal and my wealth in our uh, property portfolio and so on so absolutely, yeah, those, those have been a big motivator to uh, grow uh, financially. But 
that's also I've, I've done a lot of work or I'd say deep work on what is my motivator behind that because I wanted to make sure that what I am doing that's growing financial wealth is of purpose and it's actually making a difference to the world and it's not just sort of a greedy um, misdirected uh, goal yeah exactly and that's that's the when you get um map results um there are reactions that people come out with uh, and the most common reactions i get are when builder is the strongest so when you know basically saying we're driven by money when they say well it's not all about the money uh, and, and 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 people get sort of defensive about that and i said look there's, there's nothing to be defensive about. If that's what's driving you at the, at the moment, that's fine. And like you've just said, it's what what that gives you. What does the money give you? Which is where we then focus on coaching-wise. Well, how how can you get that money, and what are you going to do with it? You're not going to just um, you know bury it in 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 the garden. You want that money for something. What is it? Um, and that, and that's the important thing. It's knowing what that gives you. That's right. And the freedom that money will bring. I've done a money mindset series on the podcast on my bonus episodes on the weekends. And one thing I mentioned on there is there is quite a stigma around money. People see it as the root of all evil or it's, it's neither bad or good. It's just a tool that you use to live the life you want to live. But with the freedom that money brings, you can help more people and you can impact a bigger audience or you can um, support more people like family and friends and people who need help so I, I like how the motivators here are very close so the builder came in at 28 searcher 26 spirit 24 in the scores and they're, so they're quite closely connected i think they are um sometimes though what we find is that there are motivations which are we call that we say that they're in conflict so it's quite difficult to find something that is monetarily satisfying so you're getting money for and also meaningful and purposeful uh, and some people if you think about those two things and which way they're pulling you they're actually pulling you in probably two different directions so people get stuck in that position well how can i you know i want to earn money to do good in the world and and and, and help people but I, I want to find something that doesn't make me look as if I'm doing something just for the sake of money. So in other words, I want something that's purposeful and meaningful for me. Uh, uh, and and that is quite often a tricky thing to get right. Um, but you've, you've already mentioned it and it's finding what that is and also getting the right mindset about it and say, well, you know, I'm doing this for the right reason, right reasons. I, I know what I'm going to do with the money and that's going to really going to you know, make a difference. Builder was a high one, and then Searcher being second. And one of the notes I read here was that that's about if you want to be a searcher, uh, which which is a motivation around purpose, is um, avoid meaninglessness. And I love that term. I like someone <laughs> said to me once, it, if someone asks you to do something, there's two points here. If someone asks you to do something, it's if it's not a hell yeah, it's probably a no. Plus, if it doesn't align with your values, why are you doing it? Yeah, exactly right. And and it's finding what those things are and, and you know, the things that um, need to be done and, and find somebody else that d does want to do them and, and is saying, well, yeah, hell yeah, I want to do that. And that's the trick, isn't it? Finding people that can help you do the things you don't want to do. Yeah, that's it. And the third one, spirit, was about independence, autonomy um, and having choice. And I've only the last two to three years have I been in a more of a working for myself environment so i've had that autonomy a little more and i don't think i could go back if i could, if i could help it 
No, absolutely not. I mean, that is 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 such an important driver. Once you have it, um, are you ever going to want less of it? You know, if you've got freedom now, are you going to say, well, let, oh, well, actually, I can give up some freedom going forward? Well, th that's probably very unlikely. You might in the future think, actually, you know, I've got enough money and that's fine. And I don't, you know, I, you know, the, my drive for more income is is not there anymore. But the spirit is more likely to come become more important rather than less important. And that's that's what I mentioned earlier about. We've got an idea of where things are going. What we the, the motivational maps does it we categorize the nine motivations into three groups. One uh, group is the relationship motivations. The second group being the achievement motivations, and the third group being the growth motivations. And they have in themselves a dynamic in that if we think about where where we're focused, someone that is high growth focused tends to be quite forward thinking. So what is it? I'm, where am I going to? People that are achievement motivation have strong achievement motivations tend to be more here and now. What's going on now? What am I? What am I? What can I achieve? And what can I get done? And the relationship motivations are more about what's happened in the past uh, and holding on to what's already there. And there's no good or bad about this. It's having, sometimes you, you need a balance of all this. If you're too focused on growth. Are you missing out on relationships uh, and and maybe uh, achievements that are already here, uh, ready for you to take advantage of? So that's another thing. There's no good or bad motivations. It's whether, in context, those motivations are helping you and whether you can do something about them. Because th that's the thing. You can change what motivates you. If you make conscious decisions around them, you can actually change them. And you can only really do that once you... You know, you have a clear idea of what it is. Probably we haven't got time to go through every single of the nine motivations. Uh, that was sort of sort of three of them. But you mentioned earlier as well that it's also important to look at the lowest motivation as well. Interestingly, I'm looking at your the thing that least motivates you is is your star motivator, uh, and that is the motivation for recognition, uh, recognition for others. And the reason why I say it's interesting is that you're doing a podcast which is getting you recognition. When someone does something that is sort of out there and, and podcasting is a bit out there at the moment, you know, it's people are, you know, it's seen as something that, you know, not many people do. When you see something like that, or, you know, people make assumptions. Oh, you just, oh, you just want to, you know, um, shout your stuff and, and, and it's, oh, it's all about me and all that sort of stuff. And, and actually, when you look at your motivational profile, obviously what you're doing with the podcast isn't about that. It's about making a difference. It's about that's what, why you're doing it. Um, and you're not doing it just to get the recognition and the you know social esteem from just having a podcast. You're doing it to make a difference and help people. When, when we look at the drivers, um, it's like people that write, write a book. Why do people write a book? Well, there's many reasons why you'd write a book. It might be to make money. It might be just to show off and tell people how great you are. Or it might be there to help people. You know, there's loads of motivations around that book and people make assumptions about why you've done it. But as long as you know why you've done it and, and, and you, the, the purpose behind it, that's the most important thing. You know, people are, will judge us all on what we do and, you know, doing something like this. People hold back from it, don't they? The people hold back. Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, it's too out there and I don't, people want to judge me. Okay, well, if you don't want people to judge you, 
how are people ever going to find what you do and that get your message out there? And it's quite a common one. When we talk about the star motivation, it's quite common um, with business owners that haven't got that. And the, the question I, I ask them is, what are you doing to promote yourself and promote your business? Quite often it's a, ah, yeah, not really anything, I don't think. You know, I'm just sort of going out and meeting people and hoping for the best. So if something's not, as I mentioned earlier, if something isn't driving us, sometimes the realisation is that we've got to do something about it. And if I don't want to do it myself, then I need to find someone that can help me do it for me. Uh, so that it's, you know, in a business sense, using motivations to make sure that the, the right things are happening. We need to market ourselves. And also the other thing that most business owners have a problem with is, is the money thing, is selling. If you're not driven by money then and you're always undervaluing yourself, then are you ever going to get the rewards that you deserve and also the money that you need to grow the business and help people and all the other things that come with it? Thank you so much for going through that. And thank you for providing the map. Um, there's a lot more in there. And I'll, I'll make sure that we get your details at the end. So anyone's anyone who's interested in going through this, and I do highly recommend they do because it's hugely insightful. Um, I've, I can now start with a baseline and come back to it in the future. I'm not very motivated to get into the gym, for example. I want the results, but I find I'm, I tend to prioritize work over my physical health. That's possibly my builder motivation. But how do I change that? How do I realize what I'm not motivated in and then make change? It is about focusing on the outcome that you want. So it's like, it's like focusing on losing weight. You know, most of those diets don't really work because you're just focusing on what you're going to lose. But what you, need to, what you need to do is focus on what you're going to gain. So you, you need to focus on what that is. I saw someone post something. I was, he's, a, he's a PT and said that he was working with someone um, to lose weight. But actually, he wasn't losing weight for the sake of it. He actually wanted to, um, he's getting married, and he wanted to fit into a, 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 a slim-fitting suit. So he's driven because that's what he wants at the end. So it's it's attaching what you want ultimately. So if, if losing weight is going to lead to uh, be able to fit into the suit that you really want to wear at your wedding, then that's more of a driver. Okay, great, Mark. Thank you so much. How can people connect with you? And also, yeah, what, what else have you got coming up? Okay, um, so there's quite a lot going on at the moment, actually. Uh, I'm in the process of, um, we talked about, or you mentioned the Reluctant Leader. So the, um, you can find me at thereluctantleader.co.uk. Um, I'm actually um, just in the process of um, starting a podcast. So if any podcast um, avid listeners uh, want to listen to something uh, a bit different, um, I'll be talking about various issues around what makes someone reluctant to be a leader uh, and uh, talking to experts in, in the field and giving tips like you do to, to people so that they can actually make better decisions and, and, and feel more comfortable in their leadership role. So I'm doing that. Um, I'm always doing lots of work with motivational maps. Um, there's lots of projects in in the pipeline uh, because, well, it's a, it's a key thing. Most people are interested in motivation at the end of the day and, and using that information then to get better results for individuals and, and businesses. I'm um, doing lots of that. And I've got a philosophy that Einstein's, uh, one of the quotes, and one of his um, inspirational quotes is, um, life is like riding a bicycle, and to keep your balance, you must keep moving forward. And I'm very much in that ilk, is that moving forward to new opportunities, doing something new, 
finding out new things um, and I'm always looking for new ways of using the tools that I have, one being motivational maps, to help people to get the results they're looking for. Thanks, Mark. It's been a great pleasure having a chat with you and I've learned a lot on this call and I hope everyone listening has too. I believe they have. So yeah, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Paul. Don't forget you can get access to this episode and all the other episodes on our website, themanbits.com forward slash 88. If you've joined us more recently and you've only listened to the last few episodes, feel free to head back and listen to some of the earlier ones. There's a lot of great content that we've brought together over the last year and I'd hate to think that you've missed out on some of it. So feel free to go back and listen to some of the older episodes. Drop me a line if you have any questions. Reach out to me if you have any suggestions. I love to hear the feedback. I love to hear from you and connect with you. And with the recent birth of our daughter, I'm really loving the wonderful messages that I'm getting through as well. Thank you. Next week, I'm interviewing a friend of mine, Troy Clancy. He is a professional PT here in Adelaide. We get into rehabilitation and how you can help your physical health through an effective program that he's developed. Troy and I break that down. Don't forget to hop in on Sunday, get our bonus episode. And I'll see you on the flip side. Have a great week.